Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Hey, it's your boy, Crunchy Black, and I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. You know what I'm saying about? Hey, man, get it how you live or don't live it all. Get your ass off the porch. Go make them go get changed. Go put them on the track and make them do their thing. Go have to be. All right, so we got the legendary Crunchy Black off the porch with us today, man. Hey, man, you already know, man. I'm off the porch, man. Hey, man, I got three, four hours. I got, you know what I'm saying, ounces, whatever you need, man. What the <laughs> fuck y'all trying to get, man? You know what I'm talking about? Nah, I'm f***ing with you. Yeah. What uh, brought you out to Atlanta today, man? Oh, man, you know what I'm saying? We on this legend tour right now, you know what I'm talking about? CeeLo Green, uh, Juvenile, 8-Ball MJG, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Slick Rick, you know what I'm talking about? We on the legend tour, so we just moving around right now. What have these shows been like, man? That's a legendary lineup man, right there, look, man. Man, that shit been epic like a motherfucker. I promise you. I know you said about 30 minutes, but I'm in your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's, it been legend like a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How's it feel to get back on the road after, you know, yeah, being no, shut down I, last year, man? Yeah, I love it. I love it. The road is all I got. You get what I'm saying? Road is all I got unless I'm robbing niggas, you know what I'm saying? Sticking <laughs> niggas up, like, you know what I'm talking about? So, it either shows or robbing niggas, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, the show's been good. Yeah. Niggas ain't been having no money lately. <laughs> <laughs> I've been leaving their ass alone. Gonna get it in. Yeah, I've been leaving them alone and doing shows. Yeah, I feel that, man. All right, so talk to us about life in Memphis, man. And has the city changed much since when you were younger coming up, up no, until today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The city don't change a lot. Uh, I just went down there uh, a few months ago and visited my folks, you know what I'm saying? And when I got down, I had a little female to drive me down there and shit. She was from, uh, what she from, St. Louis? Yeah, I had her drive me down there. But before she, she drove me down there, she had to get some money, you know what I'm saying? Making easy money, pimping hoes in style, you know what I'm saying? Bitch, I need something, you know what I'm talking about? So she had to get some money, we drove down there, I saw my folks in them, and the shit looked real different, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't even know where the hell I was going. Really? And I'm from Memphis, you know what I'm saying? But it still panned out to be a great trip. Yeah. Would you say it's gotten better or has it gotten worse? No, well, the shit looked good. Yeah, it's looking good. <laughs> but, you know, I ain't go all the way into the shit to know how bad it got, but it was real good. You know, a little chat down there, so yeah. it's pretty much good. You know what I'm talking about? She ain't trying to get the fuck on, so it was cool. It can't be that bad, right? Yeah, it, it, it's cool. <laughs> and then uh, Chat's son just got out of jail, mm -hmm. so it's all love. You know what I'm saying? Chat's son and my son, uh, Darion, uh, Bizzle Boy Black, they hang out real tough, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, so they got some little shit they got going on. I don't know if they trying to put their album together or not, but they been doing some little shit too. Oh, that's dope. It's like the next generation yeah, coming out Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Me and Chat try to make sure our kids is doing what we was doing so they won't do what we wasn't doing. You yeah. get what I'm saying? 
I dig that. So at what age would you say you jumped off the porch then? I jumped was... off the porch at nine years old. My grandma died in my face at nine years old. I didn't give a fuck about nobody else after then. So I was in the streets, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Real motherfucking talk. That's the reason why I'm the nigga I am now. Don't give a fuck, take what I want, do what I want, act the way I want. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Nine years old. Did you have any guidance out there at nine years old? No, no guidance at all. Buck motherfucking wild. <laughs> so what would you say were some of the biggest lessons you had to learn? Hey man, get money. That's the only lesson I learned, get money. Yeah. Ain't shit else for you to learn if you ain't got shit, you know what I'm saying? Get money, rob, steal, mob, and kill. Simple and plain. You feel like the streets have changed much since when you first jumped off of the porch? Yeah, board? it's changed a lot because these young niggas just shooting for nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's all good to not know something, but when a motherfucker can tell you something and you don't want to listen, you're doing it for nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's always a way for you to come up, meaning if you sell dope, it's a way you just sell dope where you don't have to worry about the bullshit. You sell pussy, it's the way you sell pussy when you ain't got to worry about the bullshit. You get what I'm saying? Simple and fucking plain. So, you know, me, I think the street changed a lot from where I'm from, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. These young niggas crazy as a motherfucker. Yeah. I ain't mad at y'all. Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Have you tried to pass on that knowledge that you had to the next hey, generation? Hey man, I don't talk to a lot of these young niggas and a lot of these young females, you know what I'm saying? But Sometimes they ain't listening. I can't knock them. I, think, I say uh, in my life, S come before T. I can show you before I can tell you anything. You know what I'm saying? So if I can show you what you need to do and you don't learn, that's your fucking fault. You know what I'm saying? But if I can tell you and show you at the same time, then you should be able to learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's real right there. Right. What's been some of your keys to, you know, surviving all of this? Surviving, man, man hey, where they going there, baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's all right, that's Keep all right. Keep that touch. <laughs> that's a survival, you know what I'm talking about? The real nigga shit, you know what I'm saying? The bra got the gun, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and she gonna pop that bitch, you get me? Yeah. Yeah, this cuz right here. Okay. This cuz, and she ain't just a bra, that's just how I act, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so what inspired you to start rapping at first? Oh, uh, my auntie them, they used to drink a lot of beer, eat a lot of skins and shit, listen to a lot of old school music, and I caught a hold to that shit. You get what I'm saying? I liked it, what Michael Jackson was doing, Prince, you get what I'm saying? So I feel like, let me do some of this shit to make people like me a lot, because I feel like people didn't like me. You get what I'm saying? I was doing a lot of dirty ass shit. You get what I'm saying? Bad boy. How old were you when you first started rapping then? And actually like recording? Well, rapping, I've been rapping all my life. Real talk, real talk, all my life. You know, I, I, I used to say, I fuck your mama. <laughs> I said, I fuck your mama, ask, I said, I fuck your mama in a chair, ask your daddy, he was there, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's, a, that's, a, that's simple as a rap, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm just saying, I've been doing this shit for a long time. Yeah. Meaning what I say, say what I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Who gave you the name Crunchy Black? Oh, uh, I was in a project in Memphis called Scullerfield, and it was one guy, he was black like I was, but he was selling weed. 
You know, I'm sticking niggas up, you know what I'm saying? But everybody who came to the project, they used to just scream out, holler, black. My name black, his name black. He stayed at the other end of the project. I'm in the middle of the project, you know what I'm saying? But every time they holler our name, I came out and he came out. Sometimes we didn't want to come out. You know what I'm saying? But we come out anyway because they hollering our name. And then he was like, nigga, look, you blacker than me. Your name got to be crunchy black. And by him being the, by him being the dope dude, it kind of stuck. You get what I'm saying? I wasn't fucked up about it. You call me what you want. <laughs> I ain't going to mean shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can be the asshole if you want me to be. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'm going to pop up on you. But uh, yeah, he called me crunchy black. I went with it. He started putting it out. I put it out. And that's where the name came from, Scudderfield. Okay. North Memphis. North. Okay. So at what point did you decide to start taking rap serious? Oh, when Paul, when DJ Paul started paying me serious money. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to stick up niggas no more. He was like, nigga, here goes some money. I was like, oh, shit, what is this for? He was like, because you keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? So it got to the point of when I... When we signed a major deal, I didn't sign my name on the contract. Paul and Juicy did, you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for Paul and Juicy. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So they signed my name on the contract, came back and said, nigga, look, you got to rap on every song. Nigga, I'm on every song. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me no different, nigga. You gonna pay me, I'm on that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm on every song of 3-6 Mafia whole life. And um, that's when it started. Yeah. How did you and Paul link up at first? Me and Paul linked up because Paul was doing uh, parties. He was doing mm -hmm. DJing parties, house parties. <laughs> and then niggas were trying to test Paul because he was by himself. Not knowing that, I didn't know Paul like that, but bullies, I'm on your ass, you know what I'm saying? So if you're gonna be a bully to anybody, I'm the bully, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna make you bullies. Yeah, I'm gonna see what you're working with, you know what I'm saying? So when they tried to bully Paul, I'm, I was on their head, you know what I'm saying? So they made Paul understand that, nigga, I got somebody to roll with me. Then from that day on, when he packed his shit up to put it in the, in the trunk, I was there with him. I helped him put this shit in the trunk. When he got ready to ride off, he said, nigga, wait, you gotta ride home? I'm like, no, I'm gonna walk my way on back. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nigga, I'm gonna take you where you're going. And when we riding, we got to know each other. You know what I'm saying? Then from that day on, every time, that nigga came and got me. You know what I'm saying? He got to realize that I went from where he was from, which is Black Haven. I was from South Memphis, but I was staying in North Memphis. You know what I'm saying? And uh, he got to know that. So when we meet, when he was meeting different girls in our city, you can't go to different neighborhoods. And he only can go to that neighborhood because I was with him. You get what I'm saying? Niggas knew me in every neighborhood. So therefore he was able to go pick up this girl or holler at this girl or whatever the fuck it was because he had me with him. Now, you can put him on these same stairs, and if he don't say this, then he's a fucking liar. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I was right there with him. Wish a nigga would play with him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Wish he would. 
So how long after that before you guys got in the studio together and started cutting up well, some records? Well, Paul always did the studio. Nigga, it wasn't like no time. But see, I didn't rap like other rappers rap. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas make believe. I'm gonna tell you the truth. If I say I'm coming to get you, I'm coming to get you. Now, I put it on the song, but I ain't gonna incriminate myself. You get what I'm saying? I ain't gonna make it look like I did what I said I did. Uh, I Gotta Touch Him was my first song that I did with DJ Paul now. And I was telling Paul, Paul was like, nigga, a lot of folks say you can rap. Cause he didn't know me from rapping. He know me from kicking ass. You get what I'm saying? And he's like, a lot of folks say you can rap, you can rap. I said, yeah, but I don't rap like y'all. You know, I rap the truth. You get what I'm saying? So somebody ended up having Paul do a job for him. And he had me to do the job, me and my little folks. And that's how he found out what I meant about I rap about the truth. It was called I Gotta Touch Him. So if you ever heard this song, I Gotta Touch Him, what I rapped about on I Gotta Touch Him is some shit that he paid me for to do, for somebody else to pay him for to do, to make sure this club shut down. So our club, which called Club Memphis to be popping, you know what I'm saying? So we had to burn down the motorcycle club, so our club that had we to started- Burn it down? Yeah, burn it down. <laughs> Kerosene gas. <laughs> yeah. Not just no regular burn down. Yeah. Yeah, the fire department could come. Give me a couple murders, but yeah. No, I ain't got that. <laughs> I ain't got no murders. They can, they can, they can talk about the burn down club, that shit been burned down so long, I wish they would come and play with me. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But yeah, uh, we burned that bitch all the way down. Kerosene gas. <laughs> yeah, the fire department came, sprayed this shit with the little hose, and spread. If you burn shit down with kerosene gas, what most folks call, you know, trucks go to gas stations and they get diesel gas, mm -hmm. the same shit. Once they spray the shit on there from the fire department, it don't do nothing to spray it to fire. So that's how we won on that one. Okay. Yeah. So when you met the other members like Juicy and Coops? No, and... well, I didn't meet Juicy. I met Lord Influence. Okay. And then after I brother. met Lord Influence on some GD shit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me and Lord Influence at the GD meeting, and uh, Paul didn't come. We ended up getting in a shootout up there at the GD meeting. Me and Lord Infamy ended up going back to where we was. Cause I jumped on the, I jumped on the uh, Matter bus, the city bus from North Memphis. And North Memphis had come from North Memphis to South Memphis. Lord Infamy stayed in South Memphis. Then we catch the bus from South Memphis all the way to Black Haven. And that's where we had the meeting at. Paul didn't show up, but me and Lord Infamy was there and it ended up being some bullshit. So me and Lord Emperor did a lot of shit and ran off. And then after we got, well, we actually met each other on the bus. I'm on the bus with a backpack with a Tech 9 in it. He on the bus. <laughs> Both of us got dicky outfits on. We was easy E ass shit all the way. And he on the bus with a uh, nine millimeter. I, I, I want to say he had an Instendo clip, but I ain't gonna even lie like that because I know he had a long ass clip in whatever he had. And we went to the uh, GD meeting. And at the time, 
like I say, I'm like, can I say 974? Nah, <laughs> I'm 974. So it's, it's a lot of shit went on. It, it, it was just crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. What type of person was Lord Infamous, huh? Nigga, Lord Infamous. If he was sitting here with me, y'all have a lot of fun, because we'll talk a lot of shit. <laughs> Lord Infamous is the type of nigga that he gonna ride with you no matter what. You know what I'm saying? He rolling with you if it's good or bad. That was a real nigga right there. Lord Infamous was the realest nigga out of everybody that I met. You know what I'm saying? For real, for real. So at what point did you meet Juicy and the I rest met of the Juicy um, at the Paul. See, me, Lord Infamous, Coop, and Boo were DJ Paul artists. Okay. Little Chat of uh, 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 Project Pack, uh, Nigga Nine, um, what's, that, what's that dude's name we was talking about? Uh, his cousin, Juicy cousin, uh, Lenoid, that was all Juicy rappers. You get what I'm saying? So we actually tried to merge Paul rappers with Juicy rappers, but everybody from Juicy camp didn't make it. Hmm. Only people who made it was Paul artists. And we formed Paul artists with Juicy as 3-6 Mafia, you get what I'm saying? And that, that Paul artist and Juicy J had ended up being 3-6 Mafia. Paul, me, Coop, Boo, and Lord Infamous. That's five motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. The sixth motherfucker was Juicy. The seventh motherfucker was Project Pat. The eighth motherfuckers was Lil Chat. The rest of them niggas drowned, you know what I'm saying? So what were these studio sessions like with all you guys in oh, there nigga, going back was, and forth on the It was fun. It was, uh, it was real cool. Because at the time, we didn't give a fuck about nobody else but us. You know what I'm saying? So it didn't matter what nobody else thought, how nobody else act. We just did our damn thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. All the way. How'd you learn how to gangster walk? I'm the one that made that shit. Gangsters do gangster shit, you know what I'm saying? And niggas standing at, the sh at, at a club, which we had a club called Studio G, niggas at the club and just standing up there on the wall and barely moving when I like to have fun, you know what I'm saying? A motherfucker couldn't tell me I couldn't sweat and still get a girl, you know what I'm saying? So uh, you know, I danced, I juked, I did everything, but at 12 o'clock, at Studio G, at 12 o'clock, DJ Paul, Juicy J, BK, DJ Squeaky, um, DJ Zert, one of them would perform, me and DJ, at 12 o'clock. And whoever had uh, the 12 o'clock spot, they'd just run their music from 12 to 1, nonstop. And everybody in the club would go out there and dance, you know what I'm saying? When we hear, when 12 o'clock come, and they start running their music, whoever it was, Juicy J, Paul, or whoever, we would run out on the floor and just dance. And, but when we would run out on the floor and dance, we would battle each other, you know what I'm saying? And I was the only nigga that always standing last, you get what I'm saying? So it didn't just do good for 
what Paul and was doing, it was doing good because I was one of their artists. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So by me being the last nigga on the, on the floor all the time, I mean, I don't kill everybody that try to battle me. You get what I'm saying? And, 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 and that made it look good. And one day we was doing some shit at 12 o'clock and I end up dancing. And we were like, it was like a stage right here, about this high, then a stage this high, then there's a stage high. It got higher and higher around. And on this side, it used to be like a lit up little flow, like Michael Jackson little shit. You know what I'm saying? And I was dancing over the floor, in the middle of the floor. After everybody get through dancing around each other, this wooden floor that we had in the middle, whoever lasted on this floor was the king of everything. All right. We dance against some motherfucker, and I'm doing all the shit, and I end up kind of fucking up, but they didn't know I fucked up. But I caught myself. So that's where the gangster walk came from. You know what I'm saying? Then everybody just started doing it where they fucking up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's where the gangster walk came from, man. It started being famous, and then everybody started doing it. Started doing it. Like right now, the young guys do it bucking and juking mm -hmm. from Memphis. They don't call it gangster walk. They What's call the it, difference? Is there a difference? You no, know, it really ain't a difference. It's just, you know, young folks, they want to make it look like they started something. Yeah. And I can't knock them from that. I ain't mad at them. But I started that shit. Yeah. I did it, nigga. <laughs> y'all ain't did shit. But I appreciate y'all keeping it going. What was your reaction and what was that experience like going to the Oscars? The Oscars, I didn't even understand the Oscars I'm straight from the hood, you know what I'm saying? I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't know a lot of motherfuckers who watched the Oscars. Now, don't get me wrong, my folks didn't watch that shit. But I, when they watched the Oscars, I'm running out the house. You know what I'm saying? Trying to go out there and shit, play marbles in the, in the dirt and shit, shit like that. But um, Queen Latifah is the person that made me realize what the Oscars was all about. You get what I'm saying? Paul didn't do it. Juicy didn't do it. Queen Latifah did. She was like, nigga, this the shit. Now my cousin, my uncle had told me like, nigga, your ass better go do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, fuck the Oscar. What that damn Oscar? You know what I'm saying? But he was like, nigga, grandmama didn't watch this shit all the time. You better do this shit because they gonna love this shit. You know what I'm saying? And um, after it really happened, they were saying that once you get an Oscar, they can't take it away from you. And that's the biggest shit that anybody can have in the music business. Because in the music business, it's not about the music. It's about uh, the movies and shit. You get what I'm saying? So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. But I still didn't give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, nigga, fuck this shit. Uh, uh, gold man, <laughs> give me a gold bitch, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fuck the man, you know what I'm saying? But I got the man, it's all good. It's Fraser got the man, Paul Juice got the man. It's all good, but, oh, hey, I didn't understand this shit. Yeah. Uh, what was Pimp C like? I know you was Pimp on the- Pimp C, nigga, that nigga was God. Pimp C was God. He was God from drink. He was God from pimping. He was God from real nigga shit. He was God, period. You get what I'm saying? 
you know, PMC used to always, every time we did anything with Bun B and PMC, you know, I ain't gonna just holler PMC, I'm gonna holler Bun B, because I just hung out with Bun B. And then they could still the same, show love like it's supposed to be showed. Bun B, real nigga, trill. You know what I'm saying? A real trill ass nigga. With Pimp C or without Pimp C. But Pimp C been, you know, that, that nigga right there, nigga, it's no words. Anything that you can think about that you feel that Pimp C is, he was that to everybody. He was. Yeah. That nigga was real, real. I ain't met a lot of real niggas in my life. But he was one that, nigga, I can say Pimp C, I need 10. He said, nigga, we just did a show together. He ain't gonna say that. He gonna give you 10. You know what I'm saying? I said, I need 20. He didn't give a fuck. He gonna give you 20. But he want his money back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. That's, you, know, you, you tell your right hand man I need 20. He got a whole bunch of fucking stories before he give you 20. You get what I'm saying? You ain't have to do that with Pimp C. Pimp C was a real ass nigga. You know what I'm saying? When you can get money out of hoe and out this rap game, why should you have a problem? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some niggas ain't doing that. You know what I'm saying? They can't get money out of nothing. You can squeeze a turnip green all the way to death and you still ain't getting nothing out of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But Pimp C was real like a motherfucker. I love the shit out of Pimp C right now. You know, Pimp C told niggas, 3-6 Mossman ran this shit. Mm -hmm. And he said that to everybody. How many niggas you know say it to everybody? You have niggas whispering. Especially back then, yeah, too. Yeah, this nigga said this shit out loud. Yeah. Out loud. I ain't got to tell you what he said. You saw the video of this shit. Mm -hmm. Real talk. Pimp C was a real ass nigga. Yeah. Long live the pimp, man. Long live the motherfucking pimp, man. Yeah. Hey, mama. I see you, mama. Pimp C mama. She was the realest. She the one taught this nigga how to be real. Yeah. He said that to me. Mama real. Yeah. You know, in your raps, you were very open about your drug use. Um, yeah, I'm getting hot like a motherfucker <laughs> right here. <laughs> hey, man, I ain't got time to be playing with a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get high. I need to feel good. All that old sorrow shit and niggas feeling like don't nobody love them. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I got a new video for my new album, Return of the Robbers, called Drugs. Why do I do these drugs? Check that shit out, man. New video out on Hard Hit Money Gang uh, YouTube page. Check that shit out. Did it ever get in the way of like you being productive or as far as no, the business no, side? No, 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 When you a real nigga, don't nothing get in your way. Only thing get in your way is you trying to get some money. You know what I'm saying? Drugs don't do it, hoes don't do it, people don't do it. You're not paying them any attention. You staying focused to what you want to do and how you want to do it. You get what I'm saying? You see me now, nigga, look at me. Ah, look at that, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so why did you decide to, to leave 3-6? Well, I left 3-6 because I ain't got time for games. Fuck them niggas, I'm gonna pop that thing. <laughs> and if you want drama, then I'm with that, man. A nigga like me, I'm with it, man, I'm with it. Now, Paul and Juicy, them my niggas, but I ain't got time for bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Not at all. So. 
ain't saying they was with the bullshit. I'm just saying shit don't always go the way it's supposed to go. At some point of your life with anybody that you with, shit gonna change. Maybe it be you, maybe it be them. Simple and plain. Did you keep a good relationship with everyone? Yeah, nigga, I just talked to Paul just a minute. He just told me he was sending checks. I'm getting checks together, you know what I'm <laughs> So shit, we can't be nothing but still cool. Yeah. Why the fuck he gonna text me and say he getting checks together, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, I don't have a problem with none of them. I beat you up a check. I beat you up a boo, coop, a lord, whoever the fuck it is. I mean what I say, I say what I mean. It ain't no hard feeling with none of us. You know what I'm saying? It's just sometimes we get in our own feelings and niggas do something different. Yeah. You know? What was it like getting back on stage with everyone uh, before oh, that, that reunion concert? That, that was epic. That was epic. That nigga, that nigga right there was with us. He was, he, he was with us. He saw it. That shit was epic. You know, Juicy had Muslims uh, walking them around, and me and Paul just kicking a bobo, and uh, Boo was there with a little chat, and uh, shit, it was fun, it was fun. That shit was off the chain. So all the shows that I do with 3-6 Mafia, even if we're not as a group, and we just feel like, let's do this shit again, it'd be hard, it'd be this shit. Cause there ain't too many groups like us. Niggas scared to talk about what they need to talk about. Niggas faking like they doing this and doing that. Half of their jury fake as fuck, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, you know. 365, we the shit. Right now and back then, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Y'all can kiss our ass. Ain't nobody better than us. You know, fuck what you talk about. <laughs> How does it feel to still get that love from the fans? <laughs> Limba Chicken Chamin, Reto aka Big Wara. Yo, it's Big Fred, aka Daddy Tuzoadi Podcast. Kiki Tubafetu, and we are the Sobering Podcast. Tune in to us every second Wednesday for fire conversations and interviews about South African music, sneakers, and street culture. Check us out on the Revolt Podcast Network. Shout out to our moms. It's 20, 30 years later. Nigga, look. We just had, a, I just had an old lady chase me in the car. I'm walking to the car from the, from uh, clothing. We trying to buy some clothing shit. And I see this old lady, I, I almost sprung on her ass, but I, I, I just tried to be respectful and shit. I got in the car and then she walked up to me and said, hey, is you crunchy black? I'm like, yes, ma'am. Cause that's what I'm gonna say, yes, ma'am. I'm from the South. I don't give a fuck if I was gonna sprung on her. She gonna get sprung on, and I was gonna say yes, ma'am. But uh, it, 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 it ended up being to take a picture with her folks, and uh, you know, I just like come on, cause that's my job: autographs, pictures, showing love, and making sure that people love the shit I do. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I turned around. I jumped out the car actually and talked to her and she was like, come on, my son and my daughter, they don't want to, they was just sitting in the car, they were scared to say something to you. I was like, yeah, I probably much, pretty much thought they were scared. Cause you know, I talk a lot of bullshit on them songs. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, this nigga might beat us up. And she almost got beat up, but yeah. <laughs> it was cool. It was Thankfully cool. you spared her. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love the shit out of old folks. 
but she walked up too fast. <laughs> <laughs> so what should fans expect from this new album? Return of the Robbers is one, two, and three, then a soundtrack, and then a movie about me and this young man right here. This is my business partner, Leland Jones, Uncle Beach. Check him out. He got some hot shit on uh, all platforms for y'all, too. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I got Return of the Robbers, one, two, and three, and plus a soundtrack with the movie. And what I say that they can uh, expect from me, nothing but gangster, nothing but the real. And sucking no dick, ain't eating no tits, <laughs> none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Straight up murdering, robbing, man. You know what I'm talking about? Getting it how you live, or don't live in it at all. You know what I'm talking about? Real motherfucking talk. What inspires you to keep creating today? What inspired me, I got two sons. Bizzle Boy Black, S-O-E Black. You see how they put black in their name? Bizzle Boy Black, check him out, all platform. S-O-E Black, check him out, all platform. The niggas act just like me. It's like how I can't keep going if I see these niggas every day doing the same shit. <laughs> So them two niggas is the reason why I keep on pushing. Yeah. I feel that. Uh, what type of impact and influence would you say Memphis has had on the culture and on the rap game as well? Well, right now, we got the, we got an impact on the culture because we gangster as a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what's the nigga name? Uh, uh, Gucci sign? Pooh Shiesty. Pooh Shiesty. Look at this nigga. He just got in the game. He already jumping out the car, robbing the nigga and shit. You know what I'm saying? Allegedly. Yeah, whatever. But uh, that was that nigga. <laughs> we saw that nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Legend my ass. But Pooh said, that's my young nigga, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, he did it. It was him, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't gonna act like that wasn't him. <laughs> Y'all can't act like that, but that was Pooh Shiesty. You know, they can't lock him up because I said it was him. I could be still lying, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. That young nigga wild too. Big 30, Big 30, you know it. Moneybag yo, a black youngster. Look at these niggas. Key Glock. Look, everybody ruthless. We ain't on that bullshit. Suck some dick for somebody else. <laughs> we ain't fucking with that. Why eat a little pussy? We ain't sucking no dick. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It is what it is. What's your thoughts on the current sound of uh, rap music? I love it. Me, I love it. I'm gangster. They gangster. Niggas beating up niggas, shooting at niggas, all that shit. Dracos. That sound like my type of shit. <laughs> So I can't knock these young niggas. All you old niggas, get a gun, nigga. <laughs> Stop worrying about what these young niggas doing. Get yourself a gun. Got myself a gun. Look at that nigga. Stop being scared. Look at that nigga. Cause you old, you old, you scared to go to the store and shit. Cause these young niggas ain't playing. You don't want to wear your jewelry and shit and shit. Stay your old ass in the house, nigga. These young niggas ain't playing. <laughs> Stay your ass in the house, nigga. <laughs> what else you working on right now, Black? What else is coming up for you, man? Man, we got a lot of shit. I got uh, Conway. I got Show Shot from Atlanta. I got Skinny 
from uh, Peoria, you know what I'm saying? Then I got Cuz, you know what I'm saying? Cuz, she, she acting a damn fool too, so you know, y'all catch a hold to this shit. Look at the faces, bitch, and you'll catch this shit later, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. you catch that shit. Okay, last words you want to give to your fans? Hey, man, fuck y'all. <laughs> no, I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> no, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. I'm fucking with y'all. Y'all know I'm fucking with y'all. Y'all love when I act a damn fool. I'm just saying. For my fans, hey, man, we're going to keep this shit rolling. Hard hit money gang. 3-6 Mafia in the motherfucking building, the money train, rolling with the guap gillers, you know what I'm saying? We getting it how we live, man, you know what I'm talking about? For all the motherfuckers who don't like this real shit, hey, man, stay your ass in the house. Don't be hollering you outside, because we going to pop out there with your ass, you know what I'm talking about? Get it how you live, or don't live at all. Any shout-outs you want to get before we wrap it up? Hey, man, I'm going to send a shout-out to Lord Influence, Cooster nigga. Pimp C, my daughter Ashley, you know what I'm talking about? And anybody else that dead, they can't speak for themselves. The rest of you niggas, kill yourself. Gonna make them go get chained. Gonna put them on the track and make them do their thing. Gonna have to break their heels and get it. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Dr. Shonda. And Chanel. And we're here from the Double Dose Podcast. We are one set of twins. With two different perspectives. We both have faced many challenges in career, life, and relationships. And we are transparent about how we've relied on our faith to overcome them. If you want to hear us discuss current events, pop culture, and relationships, and everything else in between, tune in to the Double Dose Podcast. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators.